I just want to pray before I start. Father God, I just pray that you speak to us this morning through your word. Lord, we need you. We need you right now. We need you in our lives to become more real than ever before. That God, your word became flesh as we approach Christmas. The word became flesh. And the word dwelt amongst us. I pray, God, that your word will become real to us right now. Not theory, not information, not knowledge alone, but life. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you open our, the, the, our eyes to really comprehend and understand the reality of you, the life-giving word, that only your word that sustains us, only your word that brings the true joy that we are so singing about. So this morning as we open that word, speak to us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, you know, it's Christmas in two, two and a half weeks' time, and uh, life is getting busy. People are planning to go away. Some are away, gone. I think most of them are raptured, and we are left behind. Uh, a lot of people are away, uh, but I think uh, Christmas is a time where people are busy. People are busier than before, or usual. People uh, get quite busy. People get, get, get quite grumpy. People expect things, people uh, expect gifts, people expect holidays, people expect a lot of good things to happen over Christmas. You know, we somehow, in our mindset, we think, it's Christmas, I want everything to be happy. I want everything to be joyful, but it doesn't really work like that, does it? It doesn't really work that way. And, uh, um, you know, um, with Mary uh, in the Bible, we look at Christmas too, you know, for, for what is Christmas to you and I, which is fun. It wasn't fun for Mary and Joseph, right? You can, can you cut me down a little bit to please? Uh, it wasn't fun for Mary and Joseph. And um, so this morning, I want to talk about God is, God is with us in the unexpected. Amen? Because you think that, um, you know, we all like to control things. We, we control our Christmas day. We control, we plan. You know, we want it this way. I want the table this way. I want the plates here. I want the knives here. I want the forks here. And you want to control everything. But you see, there are things that happen that are outside our control, and that's called unexpected. There are things that happen in your life that you don't expect. Are you with me? Yeah, there are things that, and when they, those things that don't happen, and then when you are, uh, those things that happen that you didn't expect, what is often our response during that time? You know, do you throw the carts out of the, uh, the, the cart, the toys of the cart? Or do you get all upset about it? Do you doubt or do you uh, criticize yourself or criticize others? Because you see, there are things that happen that are very unexpected in our lives. Who would have thought nations will shut down this year? 
before last year, before beginning of this year, last year, everyone's going, oh, I'm done with 2019. I hope 2020, 20, new decade is going to be amazing. I just can't wait for 2019 to finish, to have 2020 to be happy. Who said that that will happen? Are you with me? Somehow in our psyche, we train ourselves to look or expect it to be happy. But life is never that way. 2020, we talked about 2020 and we go, oh, it's going to be good. This plan, that plan. All our plans went down the gurgler. Amen. But your plans and my plans may fail, but God's plans remain. Amen. The only thing and the only one that remains forever, seasons change, seasons go. 2020 comes, 2020 is going soon, but God remains the same. The only comfort you can have is when you learn to look to Christ. The only hope you can get is if you look to Christ. Even our weather is fickle. True? Even our weather is fickle. You can't even predict the weather. If you live in Auckland, you know what I'm talking about. They say it's sunny, but it's raining. When they say it's raining, it's sunny. Nothing can be controlled. We like to like it to be controlled. But let me tell you, only Christ is in control. And He's in control of your life. So I titled my message, God is with us in the unexpected. God is with you in the unexpected. God is with me in the unexpected. Sometimes God does some things that are very confusing to us. You know, very confusing. I did not expect that will happen. But it's confusing. See, the Bible teaches in Isaiah 59 verse 8 and 9, it says, For my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. So how, you know, we think we can figure God out or we expect God to move the way we want Him to move. But His ways are higher than your ways. Amen. 2020, we plan the year, but His ways are higher than our ways. Are you with me? 2 Timothy 4, 2, it says, be prepared in season and out of season. I think we've got to be prepared. We're becoming very predictable as a nation. We think we are clean, we are pure, we are, we are untouchable. Guess what? We are touchable. We are touchable. We are fragile. We are weak. We are vulnerable. The only way we can be protected is by God. Amen. We may have clean water, but I tell you what, who would have thought virus? Oh, that was in Asia. But when it happened, how can it happen here? Somehow we kind of live in this false world. But God is with us in the unexpected. Amen. And that's what I'm talking about. Because you see, First Peter, uh, I've been saying this a lot. First Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant. That means be ready and be watchful because the devil is there to attack you. You know, the first thing the devil does, he will attack your peace. He will attack your joy. He wants to make sure that he takes peace out of your life. And he wants to make sure he takes the joy out of your life. That's what the devil wants to do. He is known to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what the devil does. I mean, you're running around like a madless, headless person, chicken, mutton, lamb, 
shanks, everything. You know, we're running around crazy. What are we running around for? You go shopping for, what do you call them? Christmas shopping. You're stressed out. You invite people over your, to your house for lunch or dinner on Christmas Day. You're stressed out. And after they go, you're not happy with them. Come on. It's Christmas. You know, who said that Christmas should be like this? I'm asking us, I think the Lord wanted to put a, put a, put a pause on our lives to kind of stop and reflect back. Everyone loved that pause of first lockdown. It was novelty. Oh, it was amazing. Who forced break? It was beautiful. Second lockdown, everyone went mental. True? It was a good test in your marriage. What? I have to see her every day. I have to see him every day. The kids are with you every day. There's no escape. You see, we, somehow the world is pushing us into this craziness over Christmas time and we expect to be controlled. But life is not in your control. It's in his control. That's what I'm trying to say. God is with you in the unexpected. You can't expect everything to work the way you want it to work just because you have the right to speak. It works the way God wants it to work. And I think that's what I want to talk about with Mary and Joseph, if you know the story. Here is the, don't mess with a bride. If, you, if, you, if you've had your children got married, or um, if you're looking at getting married, and you know, all that stuff, you have the, all these plans, and you got to, I want the car to pick me up at 11 o'clock. I want to walk in half an hour late because it's fashionable. I want to look a certain way, you know. Uh, even sometimes you, you look, some, the makeup is great, makes people look beautiful, you know. And there's certain dress and certain, all these things. And I think that's what Mary was doing. She was planning her wedding. She's planning a wedding, just like you're planning your Christmas lunch. She's planning a wedding, but the angel appears and the angel puts an interruption. God is in control in the unexpected. God is with you in the unexpected. Imagine your wedding being ruined. Has anyone had their wedding ruined? No? Even if you did, you won't, don't want to talk, talk about it. Right? So here is Mary getting ready and the angel appears and we know the dialogue and the angel uh, tells Mary, hey Mary, guess what? Forget your wedding, you're pregnant. See, it's quite confusing for a little girl. Mary was only 12 years old at that point. They got married young in Jewish culture back then. See, she, her marriage, everything she planned was all messed up. She was a little girl. And Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, it's on the screen. It says, look, the virgin will con conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. This is a prophetic word that Matthew is highlighting that Isaiah spoke in chapter 7 and verse 14. And so what Isaiah spoke, listen to this, because 
back in the Old Testament, there were a lot of prophetic words. And in the New Testament, the prophetic word was fulfilled by Jesus coming onto earth. Amen. So I think the Jewish culture, Mary grew up in the Jewish culture. She must have understood the Torah, which is the law of God. So she knew that Jesus one day is going to come back. He's going to come back. But she did not expect that God picked her and through her, he wants to come back. Oh, he wants to come, sorry, first time. Not come back. He's coming back soon. So, so here is Mary. I think a lot of us, we think about this, you know. I know bad things will happen, but they won't happen to me. You know, at the moment, we know God's going to come back one day, but we just, I don't think we're ready for it. I don't think we're ready for it. We're so distracted with our own selfish desires. So Matthew's picking this whole thing. He's saying, guess what? God's going to come back and God is with you. See, in the unexpected, expect God to be with you. That's the main thing. In the unexpected, maybe you have disappointments. 2020, who's had a good year? Right? You know, maybe there are disappointments. Even in your disappointments, God is with you. In your hurts, God is with you. In your failures, God is with you. In your plans that you have planned that didn't work out, God is still with you. God is with you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is with you. You know, in the unexpected, expect the promise, the presence, and the power of Jesus to manifest in your life. Amen. Most of you know my mom went like that. She died like that. That was very unexpected. Very, very unexpected. She just went, boom, gone. No goodbyes, nothing. Sit down to rest. God put a stop on her heart. Gone. Unexpected. She's gone. My mom, she's gone. But God is still with us. And why I'm saying that is not, we, we try to plan, we pride ourselves in knowledge, we pride ourselves in understanding, we pride ourselves in planning, we want to be in control. If we're not in control, we sulk. True? Either you blame Jacinda Ardern, hello? Or you blame your boss, or you blame the Auckland Council, or you blame your pastor. We got to blame someone. But you see, God is in control in the unexpected. And so that's, that's why I'm pressing this point with you very clearly. See, to Matthew, when Matthew was saying, Emmanuel, which means God is with us, what he's saying is, Emmanuel, God, the Savior. Amen. The Savior. Matthew is saying, God, the Prince of Peace. Hello. God, the hope of the world is with us. He's with you. And that's what Matthew was talking about. Matthew knew when he's writing that Emmanuel, he realized what Isaiah, see Isaiah only prophesied, Matthew experienced that. 
For Isaiah, it was a prophetic word, but for Matthew, it's word in flesh. Matthew, God in flesh, God is with us. He is the Savior of the world. Finally, the prophecy is coming to pass. Sometimes we think the devil, you know, sometimes we think the devil is the one that's punishing us. The devil is, you know, if I'm speeding, if I get a ticket, I can't blame the devil. That's a joke. If I get a speeding ticket, I can't say that's the devil. That's, our, that's my own mistake. Are you with me? Sometimes we make our own problems, create our own problems, and we blame the devil or blame the church. There are two points I want to talk this morning. Number one is God is in the unexpected. Because even, even if it's unexpected for you, God has already planned it. God is in the unexpected. Number two is God leads you through the unexpected. So number one, God is in the unexpected. So we're talking about the unexpected baby. You know, God is in the unexpected. We talked about the unexpected. And the unexpected, you know, she was pregnant even before she was married. The gospel in Matthew and Luke described Mary to be virgin. She was uh, conceived uh, miraculously. And this took place before she got married. And in Luke chapter 1 verse 21 it says, God sent angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored, the Lord is with you. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. I want to say to you, no matter what you have gone through, number one, you are highly favored. You are highly favored. You are blessed by God. And the, and the Lord is with you. He will never leave you nor abandon you. See, when God looked at Mary, he picked her. There was a plan for Mary. And the angel Gabriel said to her, you are highly blessed and God is with you. That doesn't mean the progress or the journey is going to be easy. Are you with me? I think we all want the blessings of God, but we don't want the journey. We all want the results, but we don't want the process. Right? We all want the healing, we all want the miracle, we all want the blessing, but we don't want to talk about obedience. We don't want to talk about the heart attitude. We don't want to talk about our character being developed. Are you with me? I think it's something that we, we want the miracle, but we don't want to sit there and pray forever. You are highly favored and the Lord is with you. You need to know that you are highly favored and the Lord is with you. This Christmas, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know, maybe you're not looking forward to having those people over Christmas. Maybe you're planning to pull a sickie. <laughs> I'm coughing, COVID-19, don't come to my house. Or I just don't want to see them. So sneeze on Christmas Eve. 
No, I don't know what you have gone through, how your year has been. Maybe it's been tough. Maybe it's good. But you see, there are three things. We are always either coming out of a problem, or we are entering into a problem, or we are in the problem. Our life is like that. True? I'm, I'm, I'm talking. It doesn't matter if you have children. It doesn't matter whether you are. If you're married, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not married, you still know what I'm talking about. Either you are entering into a problem, or you're in the problem, or you are about to enter into, or, or you are getting out of a problem. But there's always something happening in life. But God is with you. God has anointed each one of you just like he's anointed Mary. He's favored you. He's, he's with you, but he wants you to journey the journey. Amen. You know, and, the, and Mary's reply was, um, she says, you have found favor with God. And she goes, um, Mary looked very troubled by that. And Mary looked very troubled, and in verse 34, she goes, How will this be, Mary said? How will this be if I'm going to be pregnant? How will this be possible? How is this possible since I'm a virgin? You know, you are allowed to ask God questions, but don't expect God to answer those questions. Are you with me? Can I just say, for Mary... From God's point of view, Mary was favored. But from a society's point of view, Mary was unfavored. From God's point of view, Mary was qualified. But from a society's point of view, Mary was disqualified. Are you with me? Mary says, how is this possible? Mary asked the angel in verse 34, and, and since I'm a virgin. So I'm asking you, you can ask God, God questions, but don't expect God to answer everything in detail. And can I also say, God does not or will not fail you. God doesn't fail you. God doesn't fail you. If he's a God who is failing you, then he is not God. God doesn't fail his children. Circumstances might make you feel that way, but the truth is you are highly favored. You're highly blessed. You might feel like a failure. Feeling like a failure is different to being a failure. But you're not a failure. Verse 37, for the word of the word of God will never fail. I love that. Turn to your neighbor and say that the word of God will never fail. God's word will never fail. His promise will never fail. He never goes back on his promise. He's not man. To lie to you. A man will lie to you. A woman will lie to you. God never lies to you. You know, your husband can fail you. Your brother can fail you. Your mother can fail you. Your father can fail you. Your sister can fail you. Your job, uh, your boss can fail you. Your business can fail you. Your education can fail you. Your school or college may fail you. But God never fails you. That's the truth you need to know. God is with you. Emmanuel. 
That's why we sing these songs, because we, un- we got to understand the truth. I feel like a failure, but I know I'm not a failure. Because my Father in heaven, who is in me, who is with me, who will lead me and guide me, He will never fail me. Along the way, I will be disappointed, but I need to learn to overcome those disappointments through His help. Are you with me? In verse 38, she says, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May your word to, be, to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. I love that. She goes, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to, to me be fulfilled. See, I don't understand why I'm the one to be picked just before I'm getting married to be pregnant. I don't understand why you want to ruin my life, Lord. Why didn't you pick Sally, my neighbor? She was giving me grief. Pick her. Get her pregnant. May she face the stigma and the shame from the local society. Aunt Jane is gossiping. Did you hear Mary got pregnant? And apparently the Holy Spirit, come on. If you tell a lie, let it stick properly. Right? Joseph must have done something naughty, naughty. Now they're blaming Jesus. Oh, sorry, God. She had to go through all this. I'm just dramatizing it, but she must have gone through all that. The shame. Mary didn't pick a fight with God. Mary didn't justify her behavior. God, I'm allowed to be grumpy because you got me pregnant. I'm allowed to be grumpy because it's not my choice. You did this to me. And God says, will you come with me? No, I don't want to come with you. You failed me. Look at Aunt Jane, the way she's gossiping about me. Joseph, where is he? Maybe he's in Jerusalem pub. I don't know. You know, drowning his sorrows. Oh, what? Binge watching? What are you watching, Joseph? Oh, too much in my life. I can't be bothered. I need to binge watch. Distract, distract, distract. Mary, where are you? Mary doesn't want to talk to anybody. Mary's dad, Francis, knocks on the door. We don't know Mary's dad's name. So let's call him Francis. He knocks on the door. Mary, go away, Dad. I'm a failure. Emmanuel, God is with us. When we don't understand, I love what Mary said. Mary said, your word to me be fulfilled. When we don't understand... We are to trust, obey, and surrender. Are you with me? When we don't get it, we are to trust, obey, and surrender. There are certain things God will do that our mind cannot comprehend it. It cannot understand it. But we, can't, we don't have to understand everything. But God is asking. You know one of the biggest problems with postmodern church today is we, we struggle to submit and surrender. We struggle with it. 
We struggle with submit. We struggle with surrender. Why should I surrender? And people want to pick fights with God. Guess what the result will be? We will lose. You, you can be mad at God, but God is, but sit in His presence. You, you can bring your disappointment to God, but sit in His presence. Don't try to do life without God. Emmanuel, God is with you. Don't try to do life without God. So Mary responds, let your will be done in my life. And I love this in, May, in verse 46. Mary responded, oh how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me what? Isn't that powerful? She understood the truth. All nations will call me blessed. Are you with me? She embraced the task. She embraced the journey. She embraced the challenge. She embraced whatever God, God trusts, trusted in Mary. I want to say God trusts in you. The Bible teaches that he will not put on you anything more that you can't handle. So whatever you're going through, that means God knows that you can handle it with him. God trusts you. He trusts a 12-year-old girl to put that weight on her, to put that shame on her. It's unexpected, but she realized God is with me. Emmanuel is with me. Emmanuel is with you. Amen. All generations will call me blessed. If you grew up in a Catholic family, you know what I'm talking about. They bless Mary. Bless Mary. Hail Mary. Right? They call Mary blessed. I don't want to go too much into that stuff, but but uh, but but you see, Mary was blessed. Why was she blessed? Because she said yes to God. Why was she blessed? Because she understood. Her blessing is in her obedience. Her blessing is not in fighting with God. Her blessing is in surrendering to the call of God. Her blessing is in surrendering her life to Jesus. In that there is a blessing and you will be blessed and you are highly favored and God is with you. Amen. I love that. Would you say that? Would, you, would this be your prayer? Mary wrote a song. And you know, isn't that cool? Who cares about Aunt J Jane? Who cares about Sally? Who cares about all these people? I'm going to write a song. They will call me blessed. I'm, my spirit rejoices in my God and my Savior. Are you able to say that in your test, that my spirit rejoices in my God and my Savior? Oh, are you kind of going, oh, I can't wait for 2020 to finish. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, oh my goodness. The same people that said, I can't wait 2020, 2019 to finish, now they're saying, I can't wait 2020 to finish. Then 2021 will come, you will say 2021, I can't wait 2021 to finish. And then finally God will finish you. <laughs> you 
If you're always complaining, if you're always mourning, if you're always whinging, if you're always uh, struggling, if you're always, always looking at yourself, always poor me attitude, where is the hope in you? Merry Christmas. Can you say to yourself, I am blessed, I am highly favored, and God is with me. Let's say that again. I am blessed, I am highly favored, and God is with me. And that's the truth. That's the truth. Amen. And Mary knew the secret of fulfilling the will of God above her own needs. She saw that it was a privilege to carry the Son of God. You know, uh, I just saw a meme. You know, the song, it's on Mary, did you know that your baby boy? And uh, they said, Mary, did you know? And Mary's response, yes, Gabriel told me. <laughs> you know? Because you think like Mary did not know all that stuff. It sounds nice in a song. But God revealed it to Mary. The truth is God revealed it to Mary. Are you with me? Mary, did you know the one that you carried will carry you? She knew that. Even before she was showing, she knew it. Are you with me? The one that will deliver you will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know? Oh, beautiful song. Mary knew that. That the one that she will deliver in nine months' time, will deliver her. Mary knew that. Are you with me? Count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall in various trials and temptations. Why? Because it produces patience, perseverance, and joy. James is saying, count it all joy when you fall in troubles. Count it all joy. It's building your character. Don't go, Peter, did you know? I can't say you baby boy, you know? But I know, you see, God reveals his plan to his people. Come on. Mary was not surprised. Mary knew what she was doing. Mary knew what she was saying yes to. Saying yes to God means saying no to the world. Are you with me? Saying yes to God, that means no to myself. Poor me. Saying yes to God means no to the worldly desires. Saying yes to God, and that means no to what I want and ambitions in life. I've been telling people, look, this is a crazy season. Don't waste your money. People say, it's my money. I will spend it the way I want to. No. Be wise with your money. You must, I hear a lot, I've earned this. You earn nothing. It's a blessing from God. Because if you don't have life, you earn nothing. Are you with me? I've earned it. I have a right to use my money. It's, I know it's your money. I'm not after your money. But your life is God's. Amen. Do you agree to that? If your life is God's, then your money is God's. Amen. I need a break. I need a holiday. It's good to have a holiday. It's good to have a break. But what I'm trying to say is don't have a break from God. Don't have a break from God. If you have, the minute you want to have a break from God, you're literally breaking your relationship with God. 
Take some time. This Christmas, take some time and carve out some time. Just like you want to have a break, go have a break with God. Go. How will God speak to you? Does God speak to you through a book? God, does God speak to you through listening, uh, audio books? Does God speak to you through the Bible? Does God speak to you through the nature? Make sure you take some time to replenish your spirit. Because there is no point in replenishing your mind and your body and not your spirit. Because your spirit is what carries life. And when for me to renew my spirit, my, my wife can't renew my spirit. Are you with me? She cannot renew. Fiji can't renew my spirit. Hello? A nice big lamb. Yum. Can't, can't renew my spirit. You with me? A nice big boat can't renew my spirit. A five-wheel drive car, move on from four-wheel, move into five-wheel drive car. That can't renew your spirit. What's going to renew your spirit is God. Take time to be with God. Amen. Number two, God leads us through the unexpected. I love this part. See, Mary, God led Mary through the shame, through the pain, through the hurt, through the embarrassment, to the disappointment. I mean, she's big, she's carrying. Has anyone traveled on a donkey before? Has anyone been on a horse before? Yeah, who's been on a horse before? Okay, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Your whole back, it's like it's, like it's pushing you. It's not a fun ride. It's a drive. I'm going to drive a horse. Put it in first gear. You know? It's not a fun ride. I mean, you have to learn how to control a horse. But a donkey ride. How, I mean, imagine when you're pregnant. You know, you're about to give birth. And um, I'm thinking about, you know, your body's getting ready. You're sore. You can't sleep. You're uncomfortable. And you complain about your cars. My car's not comfortable. It doesn't have this for me to feel happy about it. She was on a donkey. And poor Joseph had to walk. I'm trying to break this story so we, we learn something from this. See, God led, you see, whenever God wants to do something, it stretches you. God, I can deliver a baby, but make sure that I don't have any stretch marks. Because, you know, I'm not married yet, technically. And I don't want Joseph to look at me and go, oh, no. God, I'm happy to give birth, but maybe pain-free. Can I get it in a birthing suite with the aircon, with the plasma TV, or, or, or see whatever, the OLED TV now? You, you see where I'm coming from? The same God that prophesied, she's walking. And, and the angel said, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, Joseph, wake up. Hey, they're going to go take Mary. Go, go, go into Jerusalem. Go hide there. And he goes like this and she's going like this. And he goes, excuse me, knocking, knocking, knocking. Can I have a, can I, can I, can I, can I hire your motel? No, it's full. And then he goes here. Hey, can I come into your house? Rupert says, no, not to my house. What happened? Comfort is falling. Jesus is happy with me. Can you see the dove? Can you see the dove? No, no, I'm just joking. 
See, and then Mary's pregnant, she's big. See, anytime God wants to do something in you, he has to stretch you. It has to become uncomfortable. You can't sleep anymore. You can't sleep on your back. You have to sleep on your side. You got to put a pillow or you kick Joseph. No, she was not allowed to sleep with Joseph at that point, you know. And uh, I don't know how, but you see, when God wants to do something, it will be uncomfortable. Yet he is a God of comfort. Are you with me? I think we need to understand this reality. I think we live in a fake world. God is like this little, you know, cotton soft tissue, you know, we, like clouds. Everything in God is so beautiful. It's like petals. Hello, my cutie boy. You know, oh, my cutie boy. <laughs> you know, you expect God to be like this. It's like, God, oh, come here, darling, come here. Here is your car, here is your house, here is, you know. Oh, thank you, God, I feel good. No. In this world, you will have troubles. But be of good cheer. Because he overcame. Amen. So, so, see, God, God is, God leads us through our unexpected problems. God leads you. If your car breaks down, it's a nuisance right now. Ah, oh, when it, what is it? When it pours, when it rains, it pours, or when it pours, right? You know, it's like, um, there's no ration, you know. God, I'll take 10% of problems today, you know. I'll take 10% of problems with a 5% discount, and you can pay me the dividends later. It doesn't work like that. Your car breaks down, your pipe leaks, your kitchen's wet, your, your dad's grumpy with you, someone stole your something in your house, your boss is grumpy with you, you were tired, and all, oh, Christmas, and you become Gollum. That's how we act. Oh, oh, I can't be bothered. Come on. What's in you? Let's safeguard that. Amen. You are blessed, highly favored by God. And God will lead you through your unexpected issues. But you need to partner with God. The angel said to Joseph, Joseph, even after the birth, Joseph, wake up. Joseph goes, man, angel, can you please pick someone else? We walked, she gave birth um, in the manger, it's stinky. And the wise men arrive, don't they know they need to make appointment? You know, she's not, she didn't put a makeup on. Then they arrive, hey, we're bearing gifts, get lost. I don't need your gifts, I need sleep. And then they finally sleep like, I don't know whether how Jesus slept. I don't know how Jesus slept. Was he a good sleeper? I don't know. And then finally they sleep and the angel appears and says, Joseph, wake you, wake Mary and the baby and go into Egypt and hide there. And now this time Mary has to sit back on the donkey. It's not inside, it's outside now. She's got to handle a baby, handle herself, and donkey's wobbly, her bum is wobbly. She's for, you know, and she's trying to handle. It's difficult. But she did it. God is with her. God is with you. Don't feel like you're the only one that God is picking on right now. 
and don't feel poor me, God is picking on me. No, see that as God, what are you doing in me right now? Hallelujah, time to glorify the name of Jesus. I am weak, but in my weakness, I am made strong. So I put on the armor of God. I stand and I begin to praise him. Fall on my knees, oh hear angels' voices. That's all nice. But when you're really going through stuff, fall on your knees. Come on. Fall on your knees, not out of exhaustion. Fall on your knees with hope that he's in control. Hallelujah. God leads us. We need to remind ourselves that. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance, the race marked for us. How? Fix your eyes on Jesus. Jesus is our 2020. Amen. He is our 2020. He's our perfect vision. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of God, and consider him to who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen. Even Jesus himself to deliver you and I had to go through shame and pain. He died pretty much naked on the cross. He was spat on. He got pulled by his beard. They put a, a spear through his side. He died a dread, uh, dreaded, uh, wretched death. It's not easy. But who said it will be easy? Life is not easy. Amen. So I'm trying to prepare us this Christmas. So you don't talk and go, oh, I'm glad 2020 is gone, 2021 will be good. No, every day is a new day in God. This is the day that the Lord has made. So I will choose to rejoice in it today. Amen. I want to request this to you very nicely. I want to say this, don't be fooled by being grumpy at God. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Very dangerous. When you're grumpy at God and you're grumpy for a long time with God, I tell you what, you're listening to the devil. Because he is a thief. He will steal, kill and destroy. Don't be grumpy at God. This is a time for us to fall on our knees. Amen. I'll give you two scriptures and I'm going to close. 2 Timothy 4, 16, 17. Everyone abandoned me. This is Paul saying. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news. Paul knew that everyone abandoned, but God gave him strength. God will give you strength today. Psalm 16, 8 says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. The Lord is with you. You are not to be shaken. You are not to be shaken. He is with you. Can I get the worship team, please? Friends, I want to encourage you as the worship team comes. You know what? This Christmas, the best, thing, the best gift you can give God is actually give him some time. Go give God some time. It's like we have come to a place where we're so busy, but we don't have time to be with our Savior. 
He's like, we're celebrating his birthday, but we're not considering him. It's like we're celebrating Tom's birthday, but we don't care about Tom. Think about that. How insulting is that? You know, we're all hanging out. <laughs> Tom's birthday, we're eating a good meal, but we don't care about him. And I think that's how we've become. We don't care about loving our Heavenly Father. I'm encouraging you to do that. And God will be with you because Luke 1, 7, 37 says, for the word of God will never fail you. Amen. So as we sing this song, you, you uh, graves into garden. I want to encourage you. That's a God you serve. Amen. God is with us in the unexpected. As you, as we sing this, you know, we say, you've turned graves into garden. Beauty for ashes. That's a God we serve. We need to get excited about that. Amen. Get excited about that in your spirit. Get excited about it and say, God, I have this. This is what I'm going through. It's unexpected. Maybe it's expected. Maybe it's unexpected. But God, you are with me. And because you're with me, you're going to turn these graves into gardens. Come on. You know, in all our lives, there's a grave somewhere. Something's dead. Maybe dreaming, you stop dreaming. Maybe there is something that's dead in you in Christ and God wants to bring life into that. 